All right. Believe in Bama episode two. We are coming off a crazy week of Alabama football. But before we even get into that, let's welcome and introduce our other co-host for Believe in Bama, DJ Fluker. If you guys are Crimson Tide fans, you are more than likely very familiar with his name. DJ, hey, how are you? So excited to have you doing this with me. Thank you for having me uh, upon the show. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for the invite, honestly, reaching out and everything. Um, it's going to be a great great podcast, I hope. So um, any questions, we, we can go far away and let's, let's get it rocking. Yeah, let's get it rocking. Just for anyone, you know, who maybe is a newer Alabama fan in these past few years or needs a bit of a refresher, you know, you played – for Alabama not too long ago, just a few years ago, playing under playing under Nick Saban. Come on. I think if you're playing if you're playing for Nick Saban, it wasn't that long ago, right? It, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long ago. I guess uh two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen. Um I, I got three national titles, three national championships, first thing all all American. Um uh, first thing all academic academic all American. So I got three national titles. So, I mean before I left there, I, I left with some real good jury. Let's yeah, like you, that. you left us some good stuff. Let's just say that. I mean, three national championship rings, you could probably uh, stop with that, and people are pretty impressed. But then to have the other accolades that you had as well, especially the academic stuff, I love when I see, you know, football players or any student athletes really excelling and getting acknowledged for their work in the classroom because I, I played sports growing up, and I could barely – deal with my homework I feel like half the time so to even imagine being having the schedule of an Alabama football player basketball player whatever and excelling in the classroom I mean more power to you because I could barely do it as a regular college student uh, it, it, it's hard man I mean I think Alabama did a great a, a great job at the time when I was there um uh, I don't know if some of the guys are still there though but uh we, we had gotten in Lance Walker Lance Walker used to be our, our head guy. He used to go and check out our classroom, make sure we did. We had to study hall around like seven thirty, seven thirty to like ten thirty. Sometimes, sometimes I let my class at nighttime. Um, sometimes, but I mean, I mean, they, they did they, they did a great job of making sure we got our, got our schoolwork done. They wanted they wanted to make sure that schoolwork schoolwork came first. They didn't care how long you was in there. They made sure that you got schoolwork. <laughs> I, I I tell you that for from experience. But uh, overall, man, I think I think Alabama has a great academic program, especially keeping you on task. Um, everything, everything that everything since I was been there is always always been upon structure. I always had it structured out uh, from from classes structured out to the way you go eat is structured out to to the way you go study is all structured. Out. Everyone has a time, you know. And, and if you miss now, now if you miss one of those one of those study halls, you definitely definitely were getting a point. On the board, you never want to get points on the board because it'll make you run about 40-40. Now, I made sure I, I wasn't on that board. <laughs> You're like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing none of that. Not at all. You won't see me running out there now. Uh, <laughs> that's why I made sure I stayed on top of top of my schoolwork. Even though I had to stay extra. I was there. I said, I plus, plus I, I haven't graduated from Alabama in two or three years, three and a half. So I, I, I just put more in time into the schoolwork too. So. Um, I made sure I left there with more than just football. I love that for sure. But of course, you had a lot of success on the football field as well. And you're very familiar with the football program at the University of Alabama playing under head coach Nick Saban. 
I got to jump right into it here. We were talking briefly before about the Tennessee game with Coach Saban specifically, you know, at halftime of that game, what's the, what's that locker room conversation like? What is he saying to these kids when they're down at half at in Knoxville? Oh God, I mean, the thing, the thing is probably he, he, he's probably saying probably probably some of the most crazy, craziest things probably. Like we got, I mean, basically, I mean, basically, like tackle better. I mean, I mean, that's kind of what I, what I seen the first the first half, the first half like of the game tackling better. Um, they had a couple of PIs during during that game. So I say, I mean, they they were kind of iffy calls a little bit. I feel like I feel like the referee was trying to throw a little Tennessee a little bomb here and there. But I mean, you know, it, it's all about it's all about the guys all you know playing together, play, playing for each other, you know? and that's kind of the main thing. He will probably be if I if I know coach, that's kind of what he will be ripping that butt on about playing more physical, um, being on your assignments, don't blow your assignments, you know things things like that. Play with, play with better technique. Uh, and getting them fired up to go because I mean, yeah, this is this is a big guy for you, you know, and, and, and you can't lose. Usually, we supposed to be smoking cigars at, like after the game, mm-hmm. you know. Um, kind of means something to you, you know. Um, I, I think I think the the best thing he, I know the other thing he probably said, how bad do you want to win? How bad do you want it? What it what, what does it mean to you to go out here and go ahead and win? You know, I think that that's always he he preaches that to all to all his players and. I know. I remember the coach Saban speech. You, you just never, you just never forget it. He always said, "There's, there's no I in team, but there's I, but there's I in win. That's for each individual to do their job to the best of their ability." And I, and I think he always leave that message because it, it's about you doing your job, you being the best, the best at what you best, uh, being being the best at, at what you're at, and your other teammates will just like follow along. So I know, I know that's probably the speech he gave him during that halftime. Maybe a little more uh, with an angry tone in his voice than what you're giving me right now. Maybe of just course. a little bit. Oh yeah, you know that song means a little bit ten, ten times that now. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely that. I was gonna say. So when we were setting up where we were having our post game press conference with the team, it was in this room right next to their locker room, and so during halftime, we were setting up our tripods and that kind of stuff. Um, and I couldn't hear anything just then, but one of our other friends who was in there a little bit later than us, he was like, oh, it is loud in that locker room. <laughs> I was just like, well, yeah, what do you, what do you expect? Like, and even though they went into the half, not down by nearly as much as they could have, you know, this is Alabama football and th- this is the Tennessee Alabama football rivalry. You, you don't want to be down in that game, especially like you were saying, and I'm I'm with you 100% on the ref calls. I think I think a lot of the calls on Alabama were justified, and I'm not blaming the result of this game on the refs. A lot of things happened in that game that could have helped Alabama win that they shouldn't have done. You know, they were making a lot of mental errors and that kind of stuff. The uh, the punt return that turned into a turnover. I don't know what was yeah. going on there, and I think. Because I, I always want to be able to go back and watch the games on the broadcast because obviously I'm right. down on the sidelines. I'm not seeing it. But I think that's the clip that Saban like went viral this weekend. He was like losing his mind. And I'm like, well, of course he is. Like, what happened there? Like, there were a right. lot of calls that were definitely justified on Alabama. So I'm sure that was part of that tension at halftime, like, what are you guys doing kind of a thing. However, 
there were several calls either that were missed and or made on Alabama that I personally did not agree with. And a lot of people did not. I think um, Kool-Aid's return with the whole pass. I know he wasn't the one that, you know, did the pass interference, but the whole pass interference call at the end. I think that one is one that people are going to be a little butthurt about for a while. I think you're talking about the one one in the end zone. The one in the end. Yeah, I can't even remember now that I'm thinking about it who actually deflected the ball. But Kool-Aid's the the one that caught it and brought it out. And he yep. comes all the way, and we're like, of course, of course, there's a flag because that's how yeah. this game was going. Yeah. I, I agree with you. That should not have been a flag. They both jumped, just, up, jumped up at the same time. Well, and so what's wild about that one? And I mean, I'm not, I'm not a ref, and I'm not even I've never played college football, so like, I take my opinion with a grain of salt. But what's crazy is when you go look at the replay of that play, the ref that was closest to the play actually happening, he was calling for an incomplete pass, like as it was happening. And then I can't remember where exactly the other ref was, but I'm pretty sure Kool-Aid had it maybe out to like the 15 or something before the PI flag was finally thrown. And it's like, what? (laughs) If the guy who was right in front of it didn't call that, as soon as it happened, because pass interference is one that like you te- you typically see it like as soon as it's happening, you're going to see that flag. Right. And for of it course. to have happened like, you know, just a few seconds later, even but not even from the guy who was closest. And he kind of like took a second to think about it. It was like, no, it was some other ref like after he had called incomplete pass. I just who that. I, I'm upset about it still, clearly. <laughs> right. I, 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 I'm right there with you because I, I I was looking at looking at, looking at that play. I mean, I know I seen that, that deflection. It was really good defense, actually. And he called it, and I'm just like, there's no way to overturn it. That flag came out so late. He's halfway down the field when that flag mm-hmm. came out. So it was like, it was impossible for you to even make a call like that. And so I was like, they just don't want them to win. I mean, to me, to me, they still win to me because it's like that's my that's my that's my that's my team. You know, I always be my team, and they win to me. But like they cheated them pretty bad, and you know, you know, I, I've seen referees do it all the time. So we got to play super clean as possible so you can, you oh, can get yeah. out there. And everyone's you know. like, oh, well, the the calls always go in Alabama's favor, so it's okay. And I'm like, why can't the calls just? Why can't they just call the calls how they're supposed to go? Why do they have to go in somebody's favor or like not? And that kind of, I'm like, just rest do your job. And like, and, and I'm, I know that being a ref is a tough job. I do. And I don't mean a whole lot of disrespect when I say this, but I am throwing a little bit of shade. Like we're mm-hmm. talking about the same ref crew that lost track of downs in this game. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm, this is very true, very true, very I'm true. Just, I, minimal shade. If any of them were to ever see this, I love you. I do, and I wish you well. But I hope that you guys do not ref football games anymore. At least, at, at least not together. At <laughs> not, least not together. Yeah, it's a, a problematic group. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah, we're sitting at that point. I wasn't even out on the field. I was in the media room editing some stuff, and me and one of the uh Tennessee 
students uh, that was in there working, we're looking up at the screen and we're like, why are they reviewing this so much? Because we're, we're thinking it's third down. So we're like, okay, well, they clearly stopped them, but it's also third down. So why are we like, if it was, I mean, if it was fourth down, I get it, but they clearly stopped them. So there's really nothing to review. We're like, what is going on? And then we're like, oh, they lost track of downs. Like, whatever, I guess it was four. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Unheard of. Unheard of. I was losing my mind. But, you know, we'll, we'll just put the rest in the rear view. We'll just try to forget about it. Again, <laughs> we'll just, I, I know that, because I know that in football, I know there are so many things that it comes down to, so many factors that it comes down to. Mm, but, you know, no. let's say maybe that punt, that punt return wasn't fumbled and recovered by Tennessee, and that's an error no. on Alabama. That could have yeah. changed the trajectory of the game. Some of the other early mm. penalties, um, that could have all changed it. And I know that, you know, I know Saban and I know the players on that team, especially the leaders on that team, know that they needed to do more in order to come right. out with a win. However, mm. the refs did not necessarily help that. And I will just right. leave it at that. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I agree with you. I think that's the thing. I think, the, I think Tennessee gave, gave them a little change of change like under the table now. <laughs> I'm gonna go five. I said I think they gave him a little, a little handshake. Oh, uh, something, <laughs> something, something uh, of that matter. Oh my goodness! Uh, that whole game, I'm still recovering from it. The scene in Knoxville afterwards, absolute chaos. Um, and we don't need to dive too much into this, but I just need to. I've been talking about it at work all week. People have been asking me about it. When y'all rush the field, when y'all do that, I need everyone to take everyone's safety into account. And I'm telling Lord. you right now, that was not that was not happening. They did not care. I, I I can only imagine the parents who 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 who, who went to Tennessee oh and they God. didn't want a game in 15 years either. They yeah. probably they, they probably was on the field too. Oh, everyone <laughs> was. Yeah, everyone was down there, and it's just like I know it's. It's chaotic, and I know it's a lot of fun for them, but I'm like, please just remember everyone that is down on that field that did not necessarily ask for that to happen, aka everyone that's trying to do their jobs down on the field. Whoa. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting punched left and right. I got cigars all over Whoa. me. Like, I'm in the goalpost came like this close to coming down on my face, and like. Then some guy afterwards is like, oh, it's your fault for being on the field. I go, no, no. I was like, I'm the one who's supposed to be on the field in this situation. Right. Like the Tennessee fans or the Tennessee players, they're fine. The Alabama players, mm -hmm. they're good. Their staffs, they're good. But if you have right. a ticket that is up in the stands, uh-uh. I was like, do not tell me that that is all my fault for being where I'm supposed to be to do my job. It was a disaster and i hope i do not have to do it again anytime soon i will say that uh, no i hope not because I, I i watched it I, I watched it on tv it, it looked pretty hectic oh yeah oh yeah it's it's crazy like we know there's a lot of people down there when we are down there but you don't really realize it until you see those pictures and videos from the broadcast and you're like right whoa, you're like, there are yeah. a lot of people on that football field right now. Yeah, I, I, I seen it. I, I'm glad I never, well, the last time I was a part of something like that was when we won the SEC championship. When, uh, 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 it, we were at Georgia. Uh -huh. The last time I seen somebody storm the field. 
Oh gosh. I was at the um I was at the 2019 Iron Bowl. Um oh, when they stormed the field. Yeah. And that one the Tennessee experience was definitely worse than the Auburn one. But I will say it doesn't matter what the temperature is outside. When people storm the field, you are sweating your butt off. I swear it could be 30 degrees. And I <clears throat> I mean, I was disheveled after this experience. And the most embarrassing part, I don't even care about any of it, but I stumble into that media room for Coach Saban's press conference afterwards in Tennessee. And I had lost a shoe in the experience. One wow. of my shoes came off, but I got it back. However, I'm holding it. And I walk into that room, shoe in hand, drenched in sweat, disheveled. And who oh. sit there? Miss Terry Saban, just in her in her shining glory. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. I was like, I, I feel like I need to apologize to her for, for my appearance at this moment. Gosh. I was like, not Miss Terry. <laughs> I was like, not Miss Terry seeing me disheveled with one shoe in my hand. Like, oh no. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, seriously. Though. And then I was talking to someone and one of the I don't know who it was that was sitting next to Miss Sabin, but she said something. She was like, Yeah, I saw her. She walked in with one shoe. And I was like, Don't bring it up. <laughs> I was like, wow, she calls you out. <laughs> I was like, don't bring it up next to her. Not again. I was like, wow. goodness gracious. I was like, not Miss, not Miss Saban. Not, that's not what I needed today. <laughs> but you know no, what? Fine. Maybe she'll remember me. <laughs> Maybe she'll remember me. It's the poor girl who lost her shoe in Knoxville. Gosh. I went to do laundry on Sunday or whatever day. And I was like, why is this sock green? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, oh, because I was barefoot for a while down on the field and I guess wow. got all the all green on it. I was like, hopefully that came out. <laughs> Absolute madness in Knoxville. Um, what looking at that game though, you know, what did you see for me? I mean, it was Bryce Young. What did in Jameer Gibbs, what did you see that you were impressed with? I know there were a lot of things we can kind of look at as the negatives. Um, but I think Bryce, I mean, he looked like he didn't even skip a beat after coming back from a shoulder injury. Uh Jameer, I think, played well. Um, and I was I was just very impressed with Bryce's ability to just come back out there seamlessly, but I think anyone who knows anything about him, that's that's kind of who he is. You know, he has that poise and that composure and that kind of stuff. What did you see from Bama uh, that you were pleased with? You know, um, I think they did pretty, a pretty solid job on offense. I mean, that, I mean I'm mean, i an offense guy anyway, but, you know, um, I think they did a solid job. I think they could have finished better on, on offense on, on the O-line better. You know, um, I mean, I mean, he – I, I think Bryce made good decisions, like when it like when it mattered. Um, he he did a good job getting in and out of that pocket, though. When things kind of were getting you know a little bit crushed, um, he, he did a good job with that. But I think I think, I think Bama needs to get back to running the ball. <laughs> that's what they that's what they're good at. That's what we know how to do. You know, this West Coast passing off passing on passing the ball, man, it's great. But like Alabama has always been run run first, pound the ball first, then we do we pass second. We, we impose our will first. I think. And then they get back to doing what they do best. I mean, running the ball is what made us win championships. I mean, that's that's what it, that's where it all started for me. I mean, Bryce Bryce is always gonna be good. I mean, he's a playmaker for him. 
I mean, I've I seen, seen that kid do some things. Yeah, I get up a pocket, scramble, run for a touchdown. I said, wow, that's kid. That some Houdini like <laughs> stuff. I don't even know yeah. how he does it. I don't know how he does it because I ain't. I was looking at the one guy. They got it already caught him. He kid, that kid will pop out the pocket, run around. I was just like, wow. I said, he, he's, he's, he's like a like like electrifying just to watch him by mm-hmm. himself. You know, uh, I mean, they got they have great receivers, great speed, great, great speed of receivers. I mean, they have, they have a good run. Good bad, but I think they just need a really, really good, solid run game. Just like they all, just like the album I always have. You know, make them guys, make them guys, guys up front, up front, like them, you know, like the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know now the generation has changed since, since then. Players have changed since then, but I mean, they, they played, they played a really solid, a really solid, uh, solid game. I mean, I see Tennessee bring a few blitzes, a few linebacker blitzes uh, up the A gap and. You know, uh, I think I think they needed. I, I, I seen the running backs now. They gave up, up a little bit of pressure for him to get the ball off a little, a little, a little bit. Um, he, I think, under under, under pressure, I'll take Bryce Young all, all day under pressure. He he'll make some plays happen out of no plays. I mean, get credit to to them. On top of that, I mean, the scheme, the scheme, always always gonna get better. I mean, I'm pretty sure this week they they're gonna get better too and learn from the mistakes. But I, what I say is offensively. Offensively, just just finish harder, finish your blocks more. I think I think that's kind of the main thing I've seen when I watch the game. Just being able to be finished, finish the block, so he can get have more time, more time to pass the ball. You know, mm-hmm. I I think that that's the only thing I, I I have really seen. I mean, no credit, no discredit them. I, now I know they work hard because playing about you gotta work hard. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think just just have more passion for the game, more more passion for for what they're doing. I mean, you, you playing playing play Alabama. I mean, you want you want the top schools in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. you 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 want people to understand like, hey, our offense, our offense, our offense is unstoppable. You, you can't stop it. You know, I, I think that's the mindset they need to have, man. And defensively, I mean, do what they do best. I mean, make make the make those hard hits, get those get the, get those interceptions. I, I say, get better at technique. I mean, I, I mean, that's the only thing I I can remember. Coach, I always say, those technique, 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 technique is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean. Other than that, from watching that game, I think they did a solid job. I think they just had a few calls not, not go that way. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's the way the tie rolls sometimes. Yeah. The defense, yeah. I think I, I'm with you for sure on the offense finishing a little bit harder. And that's kind of what I was thinking about the defense on Saturday specifically. But then even kind of looking back at some of my footage from the Texas A&M game, I feel like there were a few times where the guys, they thought that they had the quarterback or whoever wrapped up, they thought they had him done and they kind of gave up on the play a little bit. They kind of gave up on that tackle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see either them go on to score or a big play that leads to a score or something like that. I think the defense, I think they have, they've struggled a little bit recently, maybe just having that, that discipline that they need, but I know those guys, I know they're not pleased with it. I know, you know, Will Anderson, he's lighting a fire under those guys being like, what yeah. are we doing here, people? Because he strikes me as very similar to Bryce in a lot of ways, but just similar to yeah. a lot of those leaders where, I mean, he means business. Like, and if y'all are messing around and y'all aren't doing what you need to be doing, he's not going to be happy with you because, you know, even right now with Alabama ranked sixth in the country, which sounds a little bit weird to even say, you know, right. these guys, they're not letting that keep them down, really. They still know that they control their own destiny to Atlanta. 
They still know they can make it to the SEC championship. They know they can win a national championship because you look at Saban's teams that have won national championship, hardly any of them had an undefeated season. So I think people are quick to be like, oh, no, it's over. It's not. But it all comes back to you've got to do your job. You've got to do what you need to do. And I think specifically what I've seen on defense recently, it just seems a little – what's the word I'm looking for? Just not as disciplined as what we're used to seeing that Alabama team be on both offense and defense. Uh, They're all disciplined all the time. But that's, I think, where we're seeing a little bit of the lack on the defense is just that discipline and the the finishing and that kind of stuff. Right. And I agree with that. I think think it's all about about how they finish and how how they do their assignments. I will say you got to blow an assignment um, sometimes. But it just just about them um, finishing it. Once they get to get back to Bama football and have, having fun again, they gotta have fun. Uh, I mean, I see a, I, I seen a couple guys make plays. It's like, they're like, oh yeah, we made a play. Oh, let's go back to the huddle. <laughs> you know, like like guys, be excited about playing football right now. Yeah, you, you made a play for your team. Yeah, this should be excited. Be excited. Be excited. Like on like 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 on the sideline. Check for your teammate. He just made a big play for you to go out here and. Make a stop now. I mean, you know, it, it, things about th- things like that. I mean, I think they just need to find a leadership back on their defense again. And offense, I already know Bryce Young got that. That kid, that, that kid from now, he gonna he, they gonna figure it out. I mean, that's how they, that's how Bama does. I mean, dude, we we start from the bottom, people count us out, then we come back and surprise surprise everybody. You know, I think that that's probably the best part about being at Alabama. They expect you to win, but yep. you know what I'm saying. So like, when you had a persona on you, everyone everyone wants to knock you off. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's how that's how it's been since since they won. They won when I got there. Mm-hmm. You know, you know they built that, they built up that mentality uh, about being the best. And, we, and once you had the mindset of not being an eye, I mean, you could be anywhere. So getting back to Bryant Denny Stadium this Saturday, a homecoming matchup, back to SEC West play. So like Saban, you know, he said on Saturday, and now it is true, there is no margin for error in the West, you know, mm. y'all, especially with some of the competition we're seeing from Ole Miss um, this season no. and that kind of stuff. Mississippi State, their opponent for this Saturday, definitely not terrible, ranked in the top 25. Um, Alabama is favored to win this one, but, you know, Mike Leach, his offense that he's running – is something is something else for sure. He, you're saying Alabama needs to run the ball while Mississippi State's doing the exact opposite. They are launching that thing to the sky. Mm. Um, we're looking at this matchup with Mississippi State getting back into West action. Just, I know it's kind of an obvious answer, but how important is a win for Alabama? Do you think this Saturday? I think I think every win matters for those guys right now. I mean, they they got to have to redeem themselves. I mean, they can't they came up a little bit short. They got to redeem themselves. They got to go back and um, go back to the playbooks and go back to to that notebooks and, and just reprogram of what they want to do this week for their goals this week. Um, what are, what are we trying to trying to do? We're trying to get us a, a goose egg on defense. I mean, it goes back to offense. Like, hey, how many points can we score get score against this team on uh on defense? I think um. No, take more, take more time after practice. Um, maybe throw to throw, throw to the receivers series a little, a little bit more. Um, make sure you guys are all on the same page. Um, I think I think it's time for them guys to like step up and realize, that, hey guys, we can be in, we could be in this in this in the SEC championship or in that championship, or we can be out of it. It's a, it's more up to us. 
So I think I think that's the mindset they're going to instill instill into them this week, uh, and that's what I believe. So. I think yeah, this matchup. I think it's one of those. I think they're favored by. Mm, 24 points or something like that. And mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, I know that kind of stuff never matters to Saban. Mm-hmm. It never matters to those guys on that team. And I think that especially in this situation, I mean, it just can't. Uh, you cannot let any of that get to you. And I think, you know, Saban always talks about uh, valuing your opponent and, you know, seeing the competition in every opponent, whether, you know, they're playing Mercer, San Jose State, Utah State, right. or you're going up against Tennessee, UGA, Ole Miss, any of that, don't undersize mm. and don't underestimate anyone because, right. like you kind of alluded to this whole conversation, you know, and it's what people say all the time, you're playing for the University of Alabama. You know, you've yeah. got however many national championships, however many SEC championships, you are going to get every single team's best because and I know it was a big rivalry in a long time since they got a win but you know just the scene in Knoxville on Saturday goes to show beating Alabama means a lot to a lot of people you know after there were kids in Knoxville afterwards acting like they had just won the national championship because and again I know it's been a long time since they beat Alabama so I get it but beating Alabama it's the same for Auburn it's the same for Ole Miss and Mississippi State all these teams you know it's the same for Jimbo Fisher getting that win over Nick Saban last year beating Alabama means so much to all of these teams not just in the SEC but the whole country so if you're going to get anyone's best game of the season it's going to be when they play Alabama and I don't think that's an exception for these Mississippi State Bulldogs for sure Right, and that's why they can't take no players off. They got to play every player like it's the last play. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the hardest thing about being on top. Everyone wants to beat you. Like it's like being like you said. Every every game them is a national championship. We beat Alabama. We beat the best team in college football. Mm-hmm. That's that's really really what it's all about. That's how that's how that's how it was when when I played, and that's how it is when when they play. You know, they just got to look at look at it that way. I think that I think they need to change change their mind. Change their mindset, and you know, I, I just like you said. I mean, they get the playing competition every single week. Every every week, a team bringing their best game plan just just for you. They they should be they should be they should be happy about that. I mean, I would. Yeah, you know, get your best game plan for for, for me. For me, so, so, so you can stop me. Come on now. For come me, on come on now. So I mean, if I can beat your game plan, I mean, I mean, I'll beat your best your best efforts to, to beat our team. Mm-hmm. You know that, that's what it's all about. I mean, they should they should be excited about the excited about the competition. I mean, if they can't, you you brought, you brought your best game plan for me, and and I still beat it. Mm-hmm. I, I was that telling you that we have like, we have the best the best players here. I you can't know, even I mean, imagine like the mindset of like specifically the guys on the defense. I feel like I can't even imagine like Will Anderson and like Henry Toatoa, like what's going through their minds. Like Jordan Battle being like, that's all you got. <laughs> that that's what you brought for me. Like when they're like dominating right. like that. I mean, they're like, you really brought your best game of the season, and that's and that's what you that's what we brought. Okay, okay. I can just yeah. imagine what's going on in their heads in those situations. But then you know they see the flip side of it against Tennessee. Y'all brought your guest best game plan, and uh, it worked. <laughs> like let's just say yeah, that. I mean. They had a little, they had a little, a little referee help. We, we, we gonna talk about that though. We're moving past <laughs> it. We're moving past it. They had a little help. <laughs> We're moving past it. We're going back to your days playing for Alabama. You move past the last game and go to the next one. 
that's it. That's it. Just keep, just keep moving. Just keep moving. The number twenty-four team in the country coming into Tuscaloosa, Alabama coming off a bit of a loss that stings a little bit. What do you think? I mean, how much of a fire are these guys gonna have under them going up against Mississippi State? What are this Mississippi State team? What do they need to be, you know, afraid of come Saturday at six p.m.? I think I think they're gonna be afraid of a real angry, angry Alabama team. I mean, a real, a real angry um, team. Period. I mean, they got they got they have to redeem themselves now. I mean, at this point, you they got to go out there and play, play hard, play hard, play, play physical. Play effort, toughness, and, and, a, and a whole lot, a whole lot of discipline. You know, um, I think they they're looking for a team that's gonna be on fire coming on coming on Saturday. So they just they just they just became a part of their wave right now. You know, I, I'm I, I'm seeing I'm seeing Bryce Young putting on fifty points probably hopefully this weekend. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we get a uh, goose egg on defense. You know, I mean, I mean, I not not, not say the credit not to the other team because the other team just just as good. I mean, I mean we see any team can be beat on any given Saturday at this point, but still they, they got something to look forward to. I mean, I think they, I think they're gonna see the best of Alabama. And they're gonna see from 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 here on out, and that's that, that's for any team like like, like after that. But right mm-hmm. now, it's this team, so they they're in their way right now. So we gonna we gonna, we gonna see what happens. I think that, you know, I think Bryce is more than likely going to go out and do what he does best. I think, you know, hopefully he does drop 50 or something like that. I think what's most important this week for this Alabama team to really get that bounce back and prove themselves, I I think it's the defense. I think they need a big game. You know, they've had big moments in these games. uh, You know, the Texas A&M, the goal line stop. They've had the big moments and that kind of stuff, but I think they, as a unit, I think they need this game to really, you know, get recentered, get refocused, and maybe not even on the big plays specifically. But and this goes for the whole team, you know. I think they just need a game where where they're doing everything right, you know. Even if you know you might you might give up some points, you might give up a play here and there. But I think they need one of those games where they gave it their all, they tried their best, and, you know, they're not giving up on plays and they're really just going out there disciplined and doing everything right. Because I think we've seen throughout the entire season, we've seen a lack of that, you know, going all the way back to the Texas game. We saw, and I know that was a rowdy environment, I know it was loud, but we saw a lot of mental errors on the Alabama side of the ball. You know, going back to that game, I was seeing, and I mean, I'm sure he was just tearing himself up afterwards, but I was seeing Will Anderson do things in that game that I've never even, I've never even heard of him doing. I'm like, what, I was sitting on the couch watching, watching it with someone before I went into work, and I was like, what is happening? Like, he just does not do, like, uh, as incredible as an athlete as he is, he is also incredibly well-disciplined and, like, Plain and simple, Will Anderson does not make mistakes like that. Like, he just doesn't. So even going back to that game, you know, and then for a moment in the Arkansas game and sometimes in the Texas A&M game, you know, I think they need a game where they just shut down Mississippi State. They need a game where, and I've said this about Alabama pretty much all season long, if y'all are up by 20, I don't even care. Keep keep going. I need y'all to keep rolling like because you do not need to we've seen what happens when you give teams room to breathe 
And you just cannot do that when you now we don't have that margin for error in the West. Y'all have got to go undefeated in the West and you've got to keep going specifically. Of course, you know, they've got to beat Ole Miss and that's later on down the season. But with the no margin for error, y'all just need to show that you are that dominant Bama team. You are that team that everyone is bringing their best game plan for. You know, we don't need teams. We don't need Mississippi State leaving Bryant Denny being like, oh, well, we didn't even need to play our best game. Like, they helped us out. They did it for us, mm-hmm. you know. you right. need Y'all need to go in there and you need to, I mean, you need to shut down the Bulldogs' bite. That's all I've got to say. Right. And that and that comes down to them watching game film. Game film is everything. The more you know, the the, the faster you'll play. It's all, it's all about game film. I know, I know when I was there, we watched a ton of game film. Mm-hmm. On the defenses, D-Tigers, D-Tigers, linebacks, corners, faces. Watch everything. Game film tells you everything. If they're not studying enough, you're not gonna you're not gonna play play as fast. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Game film. So they they better watch that game film this week to get a real good jump and know everything that thing that they're doing. And I guarantee you, that Alabama defense will wake up and they'll go they'll go play. Well, I'd be willing to bet the guys have been in the film room a decent amount this week. I uh, would be willing to bet if they weren't in class and they weren't on the practice field and they weren't asleep. In their bed, they were more than likely right. in the film room this week. Uh, I, I hope so. I, I know how they. I, I know how it is. Away, it's just like being in, in the NFL. They watch me. You watch a ton of game film, so mm-hmm. they give you every look possible. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. To it this weekend. I am too. Uh, fun fact: I'm actually taking the day off from work on Saturday, and I'm going to be at the game. This is my first Alabama game as a fan since fall of 2018. So I oh, am. Cool. Very excited. I said, you know, I was like, I will be in Tuscaloosa, but uh, do not contact me if you need highlights. If you need anything, do not ask me because I will be actually trying to relax and enjoy a football game. But, you know, that'll that'll have to depend on the end result of that. It's going to be weird, though, because normally I'm always because I'm not even in the press box at games I go to. I'm normally Mm. the one that's shooting the highlights down on the field. So I'm like, well, this is going to be weird watching watching a football game like from above, (laughs) like watching a football game, not from the end zone. That's going to be that's going to be a new experience for me. I feel like I don't even know how to like watch football anymore without being like, Oh, I need to shoot that, and I need to get that, and I need to do this. So it should be should be an interesting experience for sure. Uh you 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 gonna have a good time. Trust me, you gonna have a great time tailgating too. I know. Uh, I'm excited. Most... I'm excited. You, you, you have a great time. I, I already know you gonna have a great time. You, you I make, am like... so pumped. I'm gonna say first time in a long time that I've gotten to hang out for a football game, and hopefully, you know. The Tide, uh, they dominate and they do what they need to do this week against Mississippi State. So before we head out, do you have a score prediction for me, putting you on the spot for a second? But we think Bryce Young is going to put up a lot. What do we think Uh, that's going to look like? uh, I want to say – I'll say – I want to say 50 points for Bryce Young, but I'm 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 going to be humble. Okay. I'm gonna go like like 34-0. That's my prediction. 34-0. 34-0. Shutout from the defense. I like uh, it. I want them. I want them to get. I want them to get a shutout. Right? I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna go. What about you? You know, I think I think Mississippi State's offense is a little bit different than something that we've seen so far. So I don't know if I'll go shutout on them. I will go. Okay. 
I will go 42-14. Maybe a late 14. Maybe, maybe we'll be 42 like seven in the fourth quarter. And maybe, okay. you know, maybe we slip up a little bit at the end. Maybe we give them a little something, a little something, something, but I'll go 42-14 Alabama. Okay. All right, okay. well, I, I'm going to remember it now. <laughs> we'll have to, I know. We'll have to see. I'm going to be sitting there. I'm going to be sitting there thinking. I'm going to be like, okay, who's who's closest, me or DJ? I'm going to say whose oh, prediction is closest. You. I love it. Well, DJ, I am so excited for this podcast. You know, we were talking about it before. I didn't really have many expectations to do in a podcast. I don't know if you've ever thought about doing a podcast about Alabama football or anything else. Uh, but I hope everyone just kind of enjoys us bantering and talking about some Alabama football and Alabama athletics, uh, because it's something that, you know, all too well. And it's something that, you know, I have obviously come to love and have gotten the pleasure of not only watching, but covering over the years. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, I can't, I, I can't wait. I, I hope they do. I hope they do enjoy it. We got many more to come. Yes, yes. All right, well, episode two in the books of Believe in Alabama. Alabama Crimson Tide, the number six-ranked team in the country, kicking off against the number 24 team, Mississippi State Bulldogs. That is a 6 p.m. kick on Saturday, and we will have you covered next week with recap, analysis, and all of that fun stuff. So we will see you next week. As always, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.